1: You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and
0: 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk here on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. Nick had a good time out in Wichita for the state tournament, but he's back now. Yep. Um... I had a fun time in Kansas City. I'll be back out there tonight. I'll be uh, broadcasting a TCU women's game, and then going to try to make it over to the, the end of the KU game after that. But KU's still playing. They did not get knocked out. Nick, did you know what? Kansas yes. can officially win the national title now? No well, they, team, No what? team has ever won the national championship losing their first conference tournament game. And since 2002, no team has lost in the conference quarterfinals. And won the national title. So they can officially win the title. So now we're in the clear. They're in the clear. Yes, they're in the clear. All right, there we go. Good to know. That's good to know. Uh, The University of Kansas Jayhawks are the Big 12 champions, and Home Field is celebrating with all new apparel for KU alumni and fans of all ages. Head to homefieldapparel.com or the Home Field Apparel app to purchase these limited edition Kansas apparel offerings, including new T-shirts, ringers, crew necks, hoodies, joggers, and more. Get 15% off. With code RockChock twenty three. That's code Rock Chalk twenty three, capital R, Capital C. And uh I, I absolutely love their gear. It's comfortable. It's warm. Uh obviously if you get a t shirt, that's not going to be as warm, but it's still really comfortable. <laughs> it it's got really cool logos. Nick is wearing a home field apparel I, shirt I right now. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Kansas Relays yeah, one with the, like the, like Warhawk. the Warhawk. Yep pretty good one it's cool stuff yeah you, you got to at least check out their designs they're really cool and like i said very comfortable would rebecca recommend sizing up one i'm normally an xl but i i rock the double xl you'd rather be comfy in the gear with home field apparel and get 15 off so hurry these items are available for a limited time only and are going to sell out that's 15 off with code rock 23 uh there was a lot that we missed yet i mean honestly yesterday was like the worst day ever for us not to have a show <laughs> Well, we didn't have a show because the KU game was at two o'clock, but like there was so much that happened. Um, so we, we began with, with the morning where it was announced Bill Self wasn't going to be coaching in the game. The the, I guess what they said on, on the, the KU release was, it was an illness. illness. He was in KU med. There were rumors swirling around that morning and that night and everything. Basically. Uh, then once the game ended KU tried to clarify a little bit more and they released another release and uh, basically said that Bill Self is in good spirits and um, they they wanted to clarify because I I know there were some people who were saying it was a heart attack Um, be careful you hope that KU doesn't sue you but uh, no Um, it was not a heart attack as they said in the release so Seems like, like I said, Bill Self in good spirits and everything, which that's obviously the most important part here, yeah, just, I mean, just his the health, health of an individual. Yeah, his health
2: first and foremost is most important. So mm-hmm. the fact that he he is doing well was was really great to hear.
0: Certainly. Yeah, so good stuff to hear there, but Norm Roberts will be the coach the rest of however long it goes, whether it's just today or whether it's today and tomorrow for KU in the Big 12 tournament. From then on, we have no idea. Uh, we have no idea. Now, um, I, I get the sense that Bill Self is so darn competitive that he's going to want to be back for next week. But it probably won't be up to him. That'll probably be up to the doctors. <laughs> so uh, we'll yeah. wait and see how that one goes. Um, but like I said, obviously, it, it sounds like all, you know, because uh, that was super negative news in the morning. That, that was bad. And like you said, you're just worried about an individual. But seems like we've had more positive news coming out of that from there. So yeah. that is all a good sign. But uh, there there's not too much more I can talk about. I mean, I've heard some things, but like, I don't know. Exactly.
2: I, like it's it's not. It doesn't really feel right to try to it's speculate. It's a weird line, right? Like, exactly. You know, try to d- dive too much into it. I One, mean, it's a person's health. Like why exactly. would we speculate on like that? The most important thing is that yeah. he's he's in good spirits and good health mm-hmm. now. And now, KU can just focus on the getting through the Big Twelve tournament and then yep. looking to the NCAA tournament. And if he's able to come back for the NCAA tournament, great. If not, we'll just have to see how it plays out.
0: Right? Yep. So we'll just leave it there for for now, and, and you know maybe we'll circle back to it in a little. Uh, recapping the game, KU takes down West Virginia. Yeah, Norm Roberts five and zero as KU head coach. Well, I, just, I just we just did this before the start of the show, <laughs> but is there any other head coach that's undefeated in KU history? There is one. I'm not going to say who because it could be a question on RCST trivia coming up in a month, so you can do that research yourself. Um, normally, you know, the do your own research crowd, that might not always be a good thing, but, um, in this case, do your own research, find out who the other undefeated one is. So there's a little hint for trivia, but I'm not going to just gift wrap you the answer. Um, but yeah, so Norm Roberts just, he just continues to do well, man. And, yeah. uh, he also had to deal with Kevin McCuller. Yeah, exactly. Like being like, really credit to Norm Roberts because this is a, a game where there was
2: a lot of personnel management involved. That uh, that he had to take care of with with the McCollar injury.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so McCollar uh, had back spasms that was uh, talked about on Wednesday at their practice. It held him from being in the starting lineup. That was, I mean, there were all sorts of things. People were like talking, like, "Oh, Kevin McColler's not playing," and yeah. Bill Self has a heart attack, and it was like, "Well, those things aren't true." Kevin McColler just wasn't <laughs> starting. He played a little bit less. Um, I don't know. Honestly, is that a good thing? Does Kansas Kansas's bench is so bad? Do they need Kevin McColler to come off the bench, <laughs> right? <laughs> But that's an interesting spin zone for making the bench better. Right? You just start Joe. I mean, it doesn't then, matter. Like, either oh, way, look, Kevin's at your, playing. look at your bench yeah. production.
2: Your bench is doing great now.
0: <laughs> what if they do that the rest of the way just to be like, ah, see, our bench is good? Oh, um, look at that. We have we have sixth man of the year, yeah. Kevin McCuller. We have all Big 12 defensive player coming off the bench. What are you talking yeah. about? Our bench isn't yeah. good enough. So he, he came off the bench. Joe was uh, everything that Joe has been in the first, <laughs> like, Eight minutes of the Up, game, he hit a big shot sideways. and then he turned the ball over. Yeah, is was, <laughs> was, was the ultimate Joe Yesufu experience uh, in the first half of play? But it was good to see Kevin McCullar at least play through it. A- at times, maybe he did look a little bit stiff. I don't know what his his status will be for today in terms of you know is he he going to play the same role? Is he going to be good to go the full way through? Yeah, I mean i I have to assume that he'll it'll probably be. Yeah. More of the same, right? You would think, but also with backs. But like he did
2: start the second half. Yeah, this could totally go one of two mean, ways.
0: With back spasms, it can be just a very short-term deal where he's completely good today. It could also, with a back, him playing yesterday make it worse, and then he yeah. has to play less today, right? So I I don't totally know the answer, but you could certainly use him because uh, against Gabe Kalsher... I, I don't know, maybe they'll put Dewan Harris on him, kind of how they did with Dewan on Eric Stevenson at times. Yep. You know, a four, really good shooter. That could happen, but it would it would help to have Kevin McCuller to be able to throw at him as well. I think uh, it, it was really the idea of the recipe for success in a lot of ways we've seen a lot of Kansas games this year. When four of their starters, at least, obviously when five it's even better, or when four in the bench, but when four of their starters play well, usually Kansas wins.
2: Yes, they become very difficult to beat when Jalen Wilson is doing what Jalen Wilson does which is getting 20 and 10 when Grady Dick is able to hit two or three or four threes in this case in this game against West Virginia and then you got Dewan Harris who's dishing out great passes and even KJ Adams had a pretty good game right so yeah exactly like when you have when you have three or four of those guys that are playing at a at a relatively high level Kansas becomes tough to beat and we've talked about you know we've we've highlighted the bench issues obviously a lot uh throughout the course of the season but we've also talked about how this might be one of the best starting fives that KU has had in in a, in a little while under Bill Self, right? And so when you have a really really good starting five and three or four of those guys play at a high level, you're probably going to win a lot of games, which is exactly which has exactly been the case for Kansas, right? And there's and there's even been some games where they haven't played fantastic but they've been able to grind through it, but you're right. When when two or three or four of those guys are playing at a, at a at a high level, they become very difficult to beat. And when they're playing in unison too. I think uh, Bill Self made a comment about that. After the Texas game, where he said, you know, hey, there were times in the Texas game where we were just kind of playing for ourselves and not for each other as a team. And so when you have three or four of your starters playing at a high level, but also playing in unison, to me, that makes Kansas a top three, top two team in the country when they have those starters playing at that level.
0: 100% agree. uh, With Jalen. This is now three straight 20-point games. But but the thing that had been missing in the last two, even though he started picking that back up again, was the efficiency. This is his first game shooting over 50%, or at least at 50% since the Kentucky game. On January 28th, when he was at 50%, he shot 53 against West Virginia. Now, you'll take being in the mid-40s, which he was in uh, one of the West Virginia meetings, the Oklahoma State game and, and the at-Iowa State game. But yeah. Um, you know, the efficiency has dipped, in, and that was good to see there. But yeah, uh, I think Grady Dick for me individually is the biggest takeaway. I'm not saying he was maybe the game's MVP. Like that might be Jalen. It might be Dewan. Dewan was excellent 13 and eight, five rebounds, five more steals. He controlled it defensively. Uh, it was, uh, again, just so good uh, getting everybody in the right spot offensively. But I-, I think the biggest individual takeaway does have to be Grady because he was on a bit of a uh, slump, and it seems yeah. like he's out of it, right? Yeah, or
2: a bit of a cold streak, yeah. or however you want to call it. But but yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. Listen, Grady needs to be a 40-plus percent three-point shooter on pretty high volume for Kansas to win the national championship, right? Like, throughout the entire tournament. That's really what he needs to be. And this game, he was 4 of 7, I think, from three. So that's over 50%. And hitting four threes, that's that's good volume. So that was really great to see. And hopefully that can kickstart him for the remainder of the Big 12 tournament and carry that, carry that into the NCAA tournament. Because... I do think that, that Grady is sort of the key that unlocks Kansas' national championship potential. Jalen, you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to be one of your stalwart guys. You know what you're going to get with DeWan, right? He's, he's going to be the guy that can that can keep calm under pressure and keep everything rolling, right? With KJ, you're going to get an, a, a guy that's athletic and can do some stuff. And, and obviously with Kevin, you're going to get the defense. But in terms of uh, offensive explosiveness and elevating Kansas from a really, really good team to a great national championship-caliber team, it's Grady Dick, right? And the fact that he was able to get this going against West Virginia is fantastic. Hopefully he can continue that. But that was that was really, really nice to see, for sure.
0: Yeah. So I, I think just overall, it, it was just nice to have a ho-hum win again.
2: Yeah. Um, a game where you just kept him at arm's length the whole game, pretty much. I mean, I think... How, what, they got it to like five or six maybe in the second half a couple times, but so never really got any closer, I don't think.
0: Yeah, you, you led for over 35 minutes of the game. And, and yeah, West Virginia was was kind of being a nuisance. They kept hanging around, like you said, at four, five, six points. But in the end, Kansas had kind of that, that big run toward the middle part of that second half, and, and then they never looked back. And uh, it's good to get the taste out of your mouth from the Texas game, right? Because yeah. uh, now if you even lose tonight, then you're in a situation where you're like, Oh, this isn't two straight really bad games going to the tournament. It's like, well, no, we just played really well the game before that, yeah. and also it's you know the first time in in about a four game span that you just went out and crushed an opponent, and and there is yeah. something important or to that. Just
2: controlled the game. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, exactly. There, there's something important to that from a confidence standpoint, from just building things up, from building that momentum back, and just you know not having to eke out every game at the end and having to stress out every game. I you don't. I think you that's don't like eking can out games. Um again I th- I think every now and then it can be good but you know don't do it every time <laughs> don't need to be Providence from last year where you win every game by two points in overtime <laughs> Anyway uh he's Nick Springer I'm Derek Johnson we're going to be joined by the voice of the Jayhawks Brian Haney coming up at 3:40 Chocolate KU Basketball we uh, will get to the preview of the KU-Iowa State game, Little Rock Chalk, Pickahawk, and more coming up at 4.05. We're out at 4.30 for pregame coverage of Kansas-Iowa State from the Jayhawk Radio Network here on KLWN and our sister station, 105.9 KISS. Some player audio, Grady Dick, Jalen Wilson, and Norm Roberts, the interim head coach right now for KU. After the win, we'll share that with you next. This is RCST. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Out early today at 4.30 for pregame coverage of KU men's basketball. Tip-off will be at 6 for Kansas and Iowa State in the Big 12 Championship semifinal. We're going to be joined by Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, in our next segment. But before we get to that, after the game, Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, had a podium game uh, they were joined up on the dais by norm roberts here is the three of them speaking to the media and answering questions i
1: thought it was gonna uh, be a tough tough game obviously coach hudden is a hall of fame coach and west virginia has really been the hottest team in the league over the last two weeks and, you know i thought our guys came out with great energy uh, we really defended well kind of took them out of what they wanted to do and we never really let Stevenson get going and uh, that was a big game because he's been playing lights out. So really proud of our guys. I thought our guys did a great job rebounding the ball and sharing the ball in the second half. I think probably what happens in this tournament is the team that plays first sometimes can get tired and I thought they got a little bit fatigued, which probably helped us a little bit. Okay
3: hey, Coach, thank you so much. Uh, let's go to questions and direct them to our student athletes first, Grady and Jalen. Uh, we have Anna on our left and um, Blake on our right. First question, you guys, will come on the right side. Hi. Hi, I'm Karen
4: Cornack from front of tv in Kansas City. Um, just, when did you find out Coach yourself would be here, and what kind of effect did it have when you found out that he was in the hospital and did not airplane really today without it? Did you first you um, You know, but they're not being here, but as the other more. Throughout all the adversity we've been through the entire season, uh, that just makes us come together even more than you know, it's it's pretty we played for, for our entire you know, family across across our homes across Kansas and uh you know there's at another moment to prove you know how tight the group is and, and what's going on all that of the outside noise but you know we're seeing more
3: Yeah, exactly what um Jay Wells said, um, just come together, you know, through it all and you know, coach self would obviously want that and, you know, a lot of what he preaches is with us players and, you know, some guys out and whatnot. He's um, always preaching, you know, next man up, and, you know, in this case, this um, coach. And, you know, uh, it's kind of a little similar to the start of the season when, you know, coach was there, but obviously it's a little more serious now with um, Coach South but, you know, we're hearing he's all good. And, you know, just went. for him. Other questions for the two guys? OK. well, on the right side for back. On the aisle. So first
4: from we'll the back on this side, and we'll come up. Okay, hey, go ahead. Hey, blue Wings Dressing, Grady. I wanted to ask you um, first. First action here in the Big 12 tournament. What was it like for you? How How did you think you settled
3: in the beginning? Um, actually, me being from here, I've you know got the chance to growing up, you know, come to these with my family and um actually a lot of them. So um, I just know you know when it gets to this point in the season, it's just a ton of excitement, you know, in the city, um, not only but. You know, just with you know teams, this is when you know the competitive spirit um, comes out on full display with you know every single team, and because you know, a lot of it you know is some of these teams last time playing, so um, we just know that when we come in, it's going to be you know a lot of excitement from the fans you know around here, and um, yeah, like I said the competitiveness is up, so that's you know what we love to do.
4: Hey, now I'm Jordan Tucker, klkc Radio, Kansas City. Hey, Jalen, great game today. You've been in this experience before last year, as the senior leader of this locker room, what is your message as we get into March? Uh, first is to emphasize how important it is. You know, I mean, all the teams want to go home now. And, uh, you know, a lot of the mistakes we've made, and Congress played, and you know, down to announced that hat, and, and somehow coming back, it may not be possible now. You know, teams are, are amped up, and a lot of teams are playing for seeding, and, and different things like that. So it's important it, you know, to be able to start understanding what wins. And that's, Playing defense starting off the bat and playing team ball, and not letting any outside uh, distractions. You know, the you know, March Madness comes with a lot of different things, and uh, you know, we just continue to play as, as a best team. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go in the back. Uh, portray you to WHU, Guys,
2: for both of you guys, we don't get much time to be happy about the Western Virginia. You got Iowa State tomorrow. What can you take away from your, your two battles you had you were both very close games? What do you expect out of that tomorrow night? Yeah, it's a it's a great team. Every time we played in this
4: season, it's been a battle. You know, We've got a lot of good shooters, great coach, and uh, you know, it's just smart of the Big Twelve, but it's always gonna be a battle no matter what's going on, and we have gotta continue to play how we play. I think today we show a uh of the, the defensive play that we had and uh just all strong with that and, and then everything else before offense, with the ball but, you know they're Team, the great team, be you know, Yeah, um,
3: another thing about these you know, tournaments, you know, it's in the season, it's, it's really fun times because it's, um, you play one game and you really don't have any time to think of, you know, what just happened, you got to move on to the next one, and it um, kind of feels kind of like an AU vibe, you know, I was playing that last year, so um, I love it. But yeah, like you said, we got to go in, you know, preparation for Iowa State, and um, played them two times already, and. That just kind of shows the, you know, the Big 12 competition, you know, 9-9 out. There's a great game every single night. We'll stay in the back now. I'll uh, let Jennings and Jalen, you touched on this about the seeding on the back of your mind. Since this Big 12 conference is top to bottom tough, West Virginia coming in here, how is it when you guys are challenged with uh, not looking too far ahead and
4: kind of playing that game as a part of uh, Just saying in a moment, understanding, you know, whatever that state won't be able to happen unless we take care of whoever's in front of us at this point. And uh, you know, that's the thing about the big total tournament is that it's always one game at a time. And uh, like you just said, the, the amount of competition that's in this uh, conference this year is incredible. And uh, not really able to look too, too far ahead because the team in front of you can not beat you. And uh, Iowa State beat us at Iowa State, so we know they will be coming for us this time. And you know, no matter what the overall seeding is at the end of this tournament, uh, we've just got to take care of whoever's in front of us. And from on that, Gary Bedore, Casey Star, Grady, uh, Coach Roberts, coached
3: four games earlier this year. How much did that help you guys, and will help in the future? You know,
5: depending on how coaches. And was it hard to play a game today, knowing how much you guys love Coach?
3: I mean, yeah. You know, our thoughts were for Coach. You know, before the game, and so it's nice hearing that he's doing good. You know, but at the same time, like you said, um, we're used to Coach at the start of the year. And um, but it's just easy when you know the whole staff. You know begs for the same thing out of all of us and that's just to you know play our game and not um, you know outplay your role and just really buy in and you know when everyone you know wants up for you it's just um, whoever's in that role, we play the same for them. Okay, question here on the right, inside Guys
4: you shot sixty six percent in the second half, overall fifty two percent for the game. Did you coming into this tournament? Put an importance on winning this. I mean, you're already the league champions, but winning the tournament because, as was, you know, talked about a little bit, you still have a shot for the overall number one seed, and then maybe coming back to Kansas City for a Midwest regional. So I know that's too much information down the road, but the way you shot today is that an example of the importance you put on this tournament, Yeah, yeah I mean, the shots we took, I think we're all, you know, good shots. We, we didn't want to come into the tournament and just, you know, set up the threes. Uh, in the paint every single time, you know, making names on paint touches, you know, it's always been in, in, in our favor. And, uh, you know, a time like this that can project this into the normal is great, but like I said, just taking it one game at a time is important, and I uh, understand looking ahead can get you beaten this time, especially with a racing at home state.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, every time you come into a game, you know, obviously the job is, you know, to win, that's the goal, and um, the competitive spirit of all the guys on the team, too, the same thing coming into it, like you said, um, we got the you know Big 12 conference, but um, I think we still have some sour taste in our mouths from some you know past teams, and I feel like yeah, that kind of competitive spirit from a lot of our guys is gonna you know come out when we kind of like, get a little revenge. So that's the goal.
1: A final questions for our student athletes? I think we have one here on the right in the back.
3: Dwan uh, Harris. He did a lot of different things for you guys today. What was
4: it about his game that really helped you both get the most out of your game? Uh, he's a full general year, and today he showed exactly why he is, who he is, uh, scoring the ball, getting assists, defending, even passing a rebounds. It's just that overall or all-around guy that, that we love as, as a leader on the team. And he leads us on offense and on defense. Um, he's aggressive, he's looking to score, he's looking to make plays on the team. was just so much more better than him a guy like that who's looking looking mouth for shots in for, for his teammates, uh, it's a pretty good Yeah, exactly what Jay
3: said. Um, he's been doing this all year, so there's no surprises there. Um, you know, he comes into it the most selfless dude you know I've ever played with. So it just makes that much more easier when he's you know running the court, running the floor with the ball, and uh, finding you know open spots that you didn't even think was there. So it's you know a great joy playing with him.
2: Coach Tadley goes for trade u in Kansas City.
3: Couple
1: things. Do you expect Coach? Here this week at all, are you planning on coaching tomorrow? Uh, I I do plan on coaching tomorrow. So so I think it's a day to day thing with what's going on. And just uh,
3: take us through kind of your emotions with this. This is you know a friend of yours, and when you kind of found out what was going on, and how you try to kind of compartmentalize game
1: day with your thoughts for him. Well well, coach is always preaching to us, hey, get the job done, stay focused on what you what you can control. You, there's other things you can't control, so. You know, what we could control is getting the team ready and getting them ready to play and locking in and playing the way we needed to to win the game. And I thought our guys did a, a great job of being very, very focused, especially on the defensive end early. Uh, that helped us get out to a lead. you the Larry Kirkhoff the Kansas City Star. Could you just take us through the timeline of events? When, when did you find out? Have, uh, been- what did you tell the team and the show? We, we talked last night. I don't know exact times and those things. But, but uh, you know, because I was over here scouting and, and everything, too. So, um, uh, But when we found out, we, we, we didn't let the guys know anything really until this morning because nothing was concrete on what was going to happen. So, um, And then we talked to the guys earlier this morning. And, you know, as I said before, you know, we always talk about next man up. You know, faces change, expectations don't. that That's thats our motto, that's what we live by. And our guys understood that. And, you know, I told those older guys, hey, you gotta lock in and be focused. Young guys just understand that this is, you know, NCAA tournament, Big, big 12 tournament time, and you, everybody's gotta be locked in, and, and those guys did that. They will the coaches right here toward the back.
3: Obviously, having Bill Self on the sideline is, is a great asset, but who on the floor, uh, really stepped up today to
1: kind of help lead the team from the floor to make sure that you guys were really able to get touched. Well, all year long, it's been uh, uh, Jalen, DeWan and then Kevin. And uh, K.J. is actually becoming more and more of a leader as well. But probably those four guys, uh, you know, because they've been around, they know what's going on, they know what it takes to win at a high level, and, and those guys did great being leaders today. And they're, they're like that every day. Here yeah, on the high level, inside left. Coach Jackson, Ray the Daily Kids, and how did you feel that you guys did defensively against Eric Carson? That you mentioned Stevenson not getting, you know, his normal numbers. Overall assessment: How you guys did defensively against their backcourt? I thought we did. I thought we did really well. You know, we 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 kept Juan connected to Stevenson as much well. fun. That's why he's defensive player of the year. I mean, he's ridiculous in how he can get through screens and, and make it tough for guys to score. And I thought he did that, even though Stevenson made some unbelievable shots. I thought Juan did a great job. And then Kevin, you know, Kevin was able to switch off and guard him some. And and Kevin did a good job uh, with that. So we've got two great defenders in those two guys. So I thought as a team, we guarded them well. I thought that we took them out of some of the things they like to do. We didn't give them easy duck ins and those things, which made them play more of a perimeter of the game. Closing questions now for Coach O'Boone.
0: Derek Johnson, uh, WN Radio. Uh, did Coach Self leave any message to you in text or some way, or for the team today?
1: Uh, no, not really. Not before the game. He. he uh, 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 it, but the whole thing with coaches, we we go over scout report and we talk about what we're going to do, what we need to do. So, and and I've scouted uh, West Virginia for the past twelve years, so I kind of know him pretty good. And that's a, so. So uh, I kind of knew what Coach would want, and and we had done some things this week that I knew kind of what he wanted to do, and our whole staff chimed in because it was a whole staff deal today. We're all connected in what we're doing. And last question, mm-hmm.
3: Norm, I was wondering if you knew how Coach is doing, and then the second thing is different. Uh, you called the timeout. I think you're only one of the game, and immediately allowed dumb to Ernest.
1: Did you call that play? and what do you think of the way the guys responded to your coaching? I thought our guys, I thought our guys did well. Does it mean I get credit because he dunked? Okay, I'll say, yeah, I called that play. Yeah. We did call the play and, and they did execute it well. But uh, coach is doing good. He's doing good. I talked to him on the phone. He's doing well. He's, he's already wants to watch film and all that type stuff. So he's doing great. He's doing good and, and getting better and, and that stuff. But uh, I thought our guys did a great job of locking in, executing when we had two out of timeouts. Next yeah, I thought they were good to really
0: good. That was Norm Roberts, the interim head coach, I guess for the time being right now. Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson as well. Yesterday after Kansas takes down West Virginia, 78 to 61. Let's talk more about that game. Look ahead to the Iowa State game next with the voice of the Jayhawks Brian Haney. I'm Derek Johnson with Nick Springer. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. <laughs> Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Derek Johnson with Nick Springer, joined now by the voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, who uh, you'll be able to hear on the action in just a few hours. Tip-off at 6 o'clock, pregame at 4.30 with David Lawrence, Sean Kellerman, and then Brian and uh, Greg Gurley will take over from there and get you covered for the Big 12 championship semifinal um, as Kansas takes on Iowa State. Uh, first things first, I, I do want to start from from yesterday Obviously, the the Bill Self news was was really scary stuff. But but the more and more that came out, releases from KU and whatnot, uh, sounded more optimistic about where things are going. So so that's obviously a very big positive. But just from the the on the court stuff, um, Bill Self has noted how how good of an intangible team that this is, and and he talked a lot about it during like Senior Day week. I I don't really have a question here, but but in a weird way, I I almost feel like this team is. Obviously, you never want to deal with something like this, but this team feels like to me a team that is well suited to deal with something awful like this. When you know, you know, Bill Self, as competitive as he is, he wants to see them still do well here. He, he, you know, he he really wants the team to keep playing. I'm sure and playing well. And the fact that you had Norm Roberts early in the year coaching some games, the fact that you do have some veterans like Jalen Wilson, Kevin McCuller, Dewan Harris, it seems like yesterday they kind of answered the test that you know. They're gonna figure things out.
5: Yeah, I I think that uh, what you said about the intangibles and the tight knit group this is, and and the fact that they've you know played now five games without Bill this season, so they have the familiar voice in the huddle with Norm Roberts. All these things I I think make Kansas equipped to deal with some adversity. Having said that, um, as good of a job as I'm sure Kansas internally did at protecting these guys from everything that was going on, they they probably got on social media and hopefully they didn't believe some of the extreme reports that were out there throughout the day yesterday that was false erroneous stuff. But they're 18- to 22-year-old kids like we are. They're going to check what's out there. And so to be able to have all those different things bouncing around their head and yet still lock in on the opponent and know that if they really want to honor their coach, the best thing they can do is to, as Coach would say, next man up this thing and and go out there and win one for him. That's exactly what they did. And, and they played with the type of effort that, you know, did exactly what Bill Self would want them to do. They, they forced... West Virginia into playing well below its typical output, 16 points less than what they average. That's what Bill Self's been clamoring for all year, the type of defensive effort that makes the opponent look bad. They beat them on the boards, uh, in many key junctures where, you know, this was a a pivotal rebounding matchup that you could see going the other way based on some of their personnel compared to ours and knowing that Kevin McCullough was playing much less than 100%. So those are, those are want to and toughness. Type categories when you talk about locking in defensively and and playing so well on the glass as they did, and to see Kansas do those things, the Bill Self staples that he's been beating the drum about all year long, is is the winning type of formula that he's been cultivating to see this team put into place in March. And so, you know, I don't know if he was watching it from his hospital bed. I don't know what what the exact. Um, you know game plan was yesterday for coach but i know he called norm right after the game was over and said how proud he was and how he couldn't wait to start looking at film and all that stuff so <laughs> speaks to the competitor that he is but i think you know of all the ways we could have won we won with the type of of uh style and and just the all-out efforts that are the, the most common staples of what bill self's been preaching for 20 years here so can't think of a better way to honor him i can't think of uh a better example of what you described of how this team is made up with mental toughness to block out the noise, go out and, and do what you've been taught for the last six months. And, and yeah, I think that's exactly what coach self would have wanted to see. And I, to be honest, don't know, you know, what conversations he's having with the staff today, how much they're actually going over stuff. Uh, because I know he's you know trying to rest up and everything, but, uh, to know just how excited he was and the fact that he told norm all right i can't wait to break down the film tells me he's very much still engaged and that that's obviously music to all Jayhawk fan ears.
0: yeah i know it's a, a funny you know situation if you're one of the the nurses or something and and the tv's not working uh you know what is it like in in the room there i'm sure he's uh, watching the game but uh <laughs> we'll see it'll be the the norm roberts show the rest of the big 12 tournament and uh, I found a clip yesterday from Jalen Wilson's senior day speech where, you know, he was he was kind of talking about Norm and, and thanking him for his time there. And one of the things he mentioned was seems like every time we go back to the huddle, like Norm Roberts is calling out the other team's play, and he's right. And I think that just shows you that they are in good hands here with with Norm Roberts, as we saw earlier in the season and in that quarterfinal game. I, I think one of the biggest takeaways, though, just from from in the game last night, it, it had to be Grady Dick, right? I mean, 18 points after having a couple down games. Uh, he looked aggressive hunting for his shot. Uh, did, did it feel like Grady Dick is, is officially kind of out of his his mini slump after yesterday?
5: Yeah, you know, and I, I even referenced that as like one of three take a big sigh of relief moments as Kansas fans yesterday in our post game because it was such a, a day of anxiety and, and just worry and all that based on Coach Self, and then you had erroneous internet reports about Kevin McCullough not going to play, and and we knew all along he was going to give it a go and would probably play at least 20 minutes, but, um, you know, J.I. fans had a lot to worry about, but before all of those thoughts were put into our minds by some of the things on Twitter, you were kind of worried that there was a little bit of a, a whimper of a final week of the regular season for Grady Dick and then the way he didn't hit a field goal in the Texas Tech game and didn't hit anything in Austin until a couple of late threes that gave him just two makes all week outside of four free throws versus the Red Raiders. and So you kind of had that worry hanging over you. And I don't know that it was a, a type of worry that you lost sleep over, but we know that this Kansas team, if they're truly going to have a chance to defend as national champions, needs the optimal version of Grady more nights than not. And so to see him come out firing and have that confidence and, and not shy away from anything – uh, that was great it's a great sign to see, and clearly, when you see him come out with the confidence to to fire him early and often and hits four of them in the ball game, that was like man up from heaven to see that out of a guy that at times this season has kind of faded to the periphery and doesn 't look like nearly the same assertive player. but we saw everything from Grady yesterday, the three balls that we talked about, a couple of driving finishes at the rim where he blew by his man and aggressively took it to the rack. That's the guy that, that we want to see as the uh the Batman to, to Jalen Wilson's Robin or vice versa, depending on the day. And then obviously DeWan Harris, you know, was was back to the guy that I thought was our team MVP during the seven-game win streak. And we all know the stat by now. King's twenty-three and O in his career when he scores double figures and you saw the four first half steals yesterday. You see five for the game, which means eleven steals in his last two games versus West Virginia. I thought he did a lot to to lock up, you know, both Kiedry and Johnson and obviously, you know, their the sharpshooter here of, of late, you know, they, they've done a great job in, in uh, assigning Dewan to whoever the top perimeter shooter is, and in this case was Stevenson. I thought he did a great job in frustrating him, too. So, really, to see both those guys have bounce-back efforts was a great sign. And then by the end of the day, we get the encouraging news on Bill, You see that Kevin McCullough actually did play and played 26 minutes and and was really tough in, in grinding that out. And suddenly all these worries and fears and anxieties that we had at the start of the day kind of melt away. And here's Kansas winning on a Thursday in Kansas City as they've done 23 times out of 26 years. Like, order is restored and we're back to normal now. So not fully back to normal, obviously, until the Hall of Fame was back on the sidelines. But my point is, a day that started with a lot of worry and nervousness ended with a pretty good feeling. And when I talked to Dewan Harris last night to tape today's pregame, I asked him about the previous meeting with Iowa State and how that was a low point for the season, maybe the low point, how they had the big players meeting afterwards once they got back to Lawrence and then proceeded to rattle off seven straight wins. And he told me how ugly that game was, the way they didn't show up with any energy or life in an 11 a.m. game in Ames that still embarrasses them. It's still stuck in their call, and they're absolutely out to avenge that game and win the rubber match tonight. So when he said that, it was kind of the perfect way to end a day that uh, started with a lot of worry but ended with a lot of good news. And I've got a great feeling heading into tonight just knowing how dialed in our guys are.
0: We're talking with the voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. And, and yeah, that is... Ah, uh, the matchup for tonight, six o'clock pregame, four thirty here on KLWN and our sister station 105.9 Kiss. Uh, beyond that, that matchup where it was Jalen Wilson scoring over 20 points. I think nobody else scored more than eight points, which which Joe Yesufu was actually second today, and then nobody else was above seven. Uh, and kind of that lethargic game. The, the game before was was quite the game in Allen Fieldhouse. Ku won 62-60. They had to hold off a last-second shot from Caleb Grill, who's no longer with the team for Iowa State. But uh, what sticks out to you about round three in this matchup uh, outside of just the motivation part of it? Is, is there a matchup or something that Kansas needs to do well tonight to, to get by Iowa State?
5: Well, this is one of the best defensive teams we've faced all year and one of the best defensive teams in the country, and so – uh, obviously, you know the way Kansas is able to establish more than just one scoring option will be key. Getting Grady Dick going early, having DeWan Harris, you know, be the guy that that's picking defenses apart either with passes or or penetration drives to finish at the rim. You want to see Kansas get some high percentage looks. That's what I loved about yesterday. We dominated points in the paint, and and again, we don't have a back to the basket big man. But Jalen Wilson was driving the ball downhill. DeJuan Harris was doing the same. They were getting KJ Adams established early as well, and and consequently they're they're getting a lot of high percentage looks. I think an easy recipe for an early exit this month would be to fall in love with the three ball too much. And don't get me wrong, we still hit seven of those, and uh, it was a productive day to see Grady hit four. But the fact that we really made our run turning defense into offense, getting transition buckets, or driving finishes in a half-court set where your shots are all coming from 10 feet and in. Um, yeah, That's going to be tougher to, to come by with with more athletic uh, forwards and, and backline guys for Iowa State. But uh, I do think that, that Kansas has come a long ways in showing just how versatile of a scoring offense it can be since that last meeting. And you referenced it. Wilson went for twenty six the other starters all four of them combined for a total of 18 we looked punchless we looked flat we looked like one guy doing the scoring and everybody else all standing around i expect to see excellent ball and body movement out of kansas today everybody moving without the ball you know if, if they're doing their typical uh you know weave from, from right to left two rotation three rotations deep finding that gap to drive and seizing it i expect to see a much more dynamic offensive team out of Kansas. And who knows if, if three balls will fall or not, but you know, this is the type of Iowa State team that's that's been amongst the conference leaders all year enforcing opponent turnovers. I think it's, it's a little less than a third of the possessions of their opponents result in turnovers. They're that good. And so taking care of the ball will be key, spreading it around, and, and finding a way to be much more dynamic than what we saw back in Ames because we, we looked flat that day and we looked punchless. And that was a day where As we boarded the car and and, and headed back to Lawrence, Greg and I were talking, man, we know we're going to be in Des Moines here in a few weeks, but if we play like we did today in Ames, it'll be an even shorter stay in Des Moines. And uh, to think how far this team has come since then, having won eight of nine, and and showing just how much more versatile they can be with other players stepping to the forefront. I mean, obviously, Jalen Wilson's been outstanding, but he was not our best player during the winning streak. This team started to scratch the surface of its ultimate potential by becoming more complete and having a facilitator like Dewan Harris be the straw that stirred the drink. And so I just think the way we've grown up in the last 35 days or whatever it's been since uh, the loss up there is what we want to see on display tonight and what I look forward to seeing. But real quickly, just to give them some love, I didn't know what to think when Caleb Grill was dismissed from the team. But you look at the way they've responded since, with uh, back-to-back big wins over Baylor. They sweep them in three games on the year, which is a head scratcher. And uh, I, I, I got to give Coach Altenberger a ton of credit. I mean, he took this team to the Sweet 16 a year ago. They lose arguably their their best two players, and here they are, you know, knocking on the door of a of a five seed, perhaps in bracketology, or, or at least in that neighborhood. And so. What they do today and tomorrow you know, could really vault them a couple of seed lines. So give them a ton of credit. Somebody asked me earlier in the week how many teams from the Big 12 could make a Final Four run. And I said in my mind it was five, leaving Iowa State just on the outside looking in. The way they played yesterday might have to reevaluate that. And they're clearly out to uh, prove a lot of people wrong that started to write them off after a late-season swoon when they dropped four in a row in the league and many of us started to count them out as they fell out of the polls. There's still a lot more life left in this team and this season from Iowa State, and you got to give Coach Otzelberger a
0: ton of credit. He is Brian Haney. You can hear him on the call tonight with the Jayhawk Radio Network, and you can hear that on KLWN. Brian, appreciate the time as always, man. And uh, before we let you go, a word from Nate Miller.
5: That's right. Just as uh, Norm Roberts and Bill Self are working on a game plan for the Jayhawks tonight, Nate Miller wants to sit down with you and take a look at your financial future and drop the best game plan for you and your long-term profitability and, and long-term financial security as well. So make sure you sit down and, and take a look at their website today, Miller retirement com. That's Miller retirement com. They'd love to talk it over with you. Oh, as always, I'm coming on with you, buddy. I'm proud of you and uh, some extra work you're doing with TCU this week. And, uh, Hated that you called a TCU win yesterday, but I'm sure you <laughs> sounded great in the process. Good luck uh, pulling another stunner perhaps later today. As They'll really have uh, upset minds uh, abounding across the league if they can put a scare into the top seed. So good luck to you, my man. I'm awful proud of you.
0: Well, I appreciate it as always, Brian. Uh, thanks again, man. Thank you. That was voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney. Cue the disclaimer. Brian is a paid spokesperson, not a client. Brian does not endorse, and all individuals should make their own evaluation of the firm's investment advisory and insurance services. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. All right, one hour down, half hour to go. Let's preview the KU Iowa State game. KU game picks, rock, chuck, pick a hawk, all that and more next with Nick Springer, Derek Johnson. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Four o'clock hour. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. We are out at 4 30 today for pregame coverage from the Jayhawk Radio Network, the Crimson and Blue Show, David Lawrence, Sean Kellerman, and then that'll be followed with Brian Haney and Greg Gurley, who will uh, have the call of the game at six o'clock here on KLWN and our sister station. 1059 Kiss, as well as on our stream. If you're looking for the perfect destination for your next social or corporate gathering, Venue 1235 has you covered, located right off I 70 and five minutes from downtown Lawrence. Venue 1235 is a large climate controlled event space with a catering kitchen, private suite, and a covered patio. We'll get to Rock Chalk Pickahawk here in a second and our uh, KU game picks, but we'll start with this. A KU Iowa State preview. Maybe we'll talk a little about potential finals matchups as well since we wouldn't have a show tomorrow if KU can get through and win. Uh, but Iowa State beat the brakes off of KU in the last meeting out in Ames a couple weeks ago. And as you heard Brian Haney talking about, that was the, I guess, pivotal moment for this team. After that game, they, they came back and they had the players-only meeting. You know, we, we always hear about those in <laughs> sports. Although we never hear them about them when they don't work, like when a team has a player-only meeting and, and then they then lose it like, three straight yeah, games. Yeah, they just right? suck. Then it's like, oh, no, yeah, they didn't do that. Right. Um, but, but I think it shows you, like, how this team responded to it is, is obviously a very good thing. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a pivotal moment for them. Now, obviously, this will be the third matchup. The first matchup was in Allen Fieldhouse, and KU barely won 62-60. Uh, Iowa State is... Without Caleb Grill, who was a part of both matchups for the Cyclones, but honestly, he wasn't. He, was he didn't pretty, shoot very well he was, in either game. Kind of bad, in my, yeah, both games. Yeah, he missed the last shot in the game in yep. Uh, Lawrence. Yep. So, what sticks out to you about this go-around? Well, I think first of all, it's in
2: it's in at the Big 12 tournament, so you're going to have a pretty strong contingent from both sides, right? Iowa State fans notoriously It'll be like a bowl game, right? Yeah, like Iowa State fans notoriously travel well. To the Big Twelve tournament, and I'm sure against KU they will travel even better than what they already do, and certainly there's going to be a large KU contingent there as well. So the atmosphere should be great, right, for the game, uh, which which is exciting. And for me, I think we talked about this on Wednesday about would you rather face Iowa State or Baylor in this in this semifinal matchup, and we actually both picked Iowa State uh, because of the reason that Baylor in a one game scenario has that potential to be very dangerous. Whereas you feel like with Iowa State, it's more of a of more of a baseline of what you're going to be getting, right? Like you don't you're not expecting Iowa State to just absolutely explode offensively and go crazy on you. So here we are now they're playing Iowa State, and Gabe Kalscher certainly is is the guy to keep an eye on. And I think for Iowa State, in the in both the games against Kansas, even the one in Allen Fieldhouse, they had a lot of success with offensive rebounds and getting their bigs in in down low to to score. Now, if you remember, Robert Jones, I think in the game against Allen Fieldhouse, went like one of ten or two of ten from the floor, but they were all like two foot yeah. shots. He just missed like he literally missed like eight layups. So, uh, and then and then in the second game, they, they did the same thing again. So that's an area to keep an eye on: is what's the matchup going to be like with KJ? Will we see much of Ernest in the game to try to help out size-wise in terms of defending the paint area? But, but yeah, so that jumps out to me, and obviously guarding Cape Kalscher. Uh, who now becomes with no Caleb Grill basically like their sole primary three point guy, which I guess is a benefit for Kansas. But again, with with the Kevin McCuller status unsure, you're probably going to end up putting a Dewan on him, I guess, which uh, which would be make that matchup I think a bit more interesting. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot at stake here, and I think for Iowa State, I mean, Iowa State was getting projected as what like a six seven seed, I think. If they win this game and they go on to the Big Twelve title game and win that, I mean. They could be, end up being what? Like a, a four seed maybe? They could jump way up potentially in, in NCAA seeding. So, a lot on the line there. And I think for Kansas, a win against Iowa State maybe cements them as an one overall seed. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Maybe? Yeah.
0: Maybe? I mean, so Alabama and Houston are still alive. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, Houston gets to play ECU. ECU! Yeah. No, I. Uh, so. I don't well, I play you last night. I kind of think that, yes, if if Kansas wins this game, they do clinch the number one overall. Is It's, it's kind of what I'm leaning towards. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that if you want to be safe, just win the Big 12. But if they if they win the Big 12 title, like, it's not a question, right? They're getting it? Yes, yes. Would, you'd if be shocked win the Big if 12 they tournament,
2: If they win the Big 12 tournament, they are getting it 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So, Iowa State is 90th in the country in offensive efficiency. They are seventh in Big 12 only games. Kansas is eighth on defense. But for Iowa State, we saw them early in the season when they were just like making every three, you know? And that's been the thing for them. When they're making threes, they're really tough to beat. They've been a pretty good three point shooting team. They're fourth in, in conference only games. Big reason why is Gabe Kalsher can hit really tough shots. Yeah. But when they're not making threes there's not a lot they, they do like super well become like
2: average to below average yes. offense
0: basically. like you said the offensive rebounds that was a story and they are 30th in the country in offensive rebound rate they're 3rd in Big 12 only games so like that is a skill for them but they are 7th um, in Big 12 only games in 2 point rate 143rd in the country overall on the season like they've been kind of average at 3 point shooting they don't get to the foul line a lot they have trouble at the free throw line. They're only shooting 67%, which is ninth in the Big Twelve, 318th in the country. Yeah, that's bad. They are 271st in the country in getting the ball stolen from them. They're 262nd in turnover rate offensively. Those both those numbers have been a little better for them during Big Twelve on the game. So they have improved at it. But yeah, this offense isn't great, which which tells me that for KU, I mean, if 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 they're hitting threes, it becomes a different conversation. But for KU this feels like a game to me, because Iowa State's defense on the flip side is very good, that this is going to be a game that Kansas has to grind through to win. That's going to be lower yeah. scoring like the game in outfield house.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the other aspect of this is, man, I think I've talked about this, but I just I, I just look at the game in, in Ames and I just don't care. I don't take anything away from it. Like It was a game where you just didn't show up, so I don't want to yeah. draw any grandiose conclusions from a game that has clearly been proven to be an outlier, one-off type, Game, yeah, like
0: Kansas. Because if you if you show up with no energy and you play that bad again, it doesn't matter which Big Twelve team yes. you're playing. Exactly. You're just going to lose. So it's exactly it's like it's like if you say you're previewing a football game and you're like, well, how do they lose this game? Well, if they have five turnovers, well, then it's not even <laughs> worth predicting because if it happens, it is such an outlier. Yeah, it's but so pointless. I, I
2: am curious to see which team maybe draws more energy from the atmosphere. Which team draws more energy from their fans because. That is going to be a, a, yeah. a pretty significant clash, right? Of of Iowa State fans versus KU fans. So, which team, wh- who does that benefit more? Who does that detract from more in the game, right? And it, and it could depend on how the game starts. Whichever, if you know, if if KU gets off to a big start, or if Iowa State gets off to a big start, and you've you've got your side of the arena riled up, that maybe could push you even further ahead, right? So, that's something I'm keeping eye. I'm keeping an eye on. But but you're right. This does seem like it's it's a game where Kansas might have to it might have to be a little bit more of a grimy type game, right? And with No Bill Self, you know, if the Kansas offense starts to sputter, uh is there any concern about, you know, Bill Self obviously's been so good at drawing up plays and stuff like that for the Kansas offense. If they're struggling to score, does does that is that when you maybe you feel the loss of Bill Self the most in that situation and especially for playing against a strong defensive team like Iowa State. So that's something to keep an eye on. If if there is a long drought for Kansas where they don't score, that that could be some. That's going to be something that's going to be in the back of my mind. Is, is you know, what does Norm Roberts do here? How does he try to get Kansas out of a, a offensive rut that they're in? Because we know that that's one of the areas where Bill Self has is time and time again been really good at drawing up plays for Kansas to execute to get good good looks at the basket.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, uh, that if you do expect it to be a close game and all those things, maybe it does come into play. But we did see Norm Roberts win that close game with Duke, and and they were able to execute down the stretch of that one uh, as well. Uh, As far as for KU, I I think the most important thing here, if we're to do a KU wins, if what, I'll just say they take care of the ball. Iowa State is second in the country in turnover rate. They're ninth in the country in steal rate. They are first in conference-only games in turnover rate and a steal rate. By the way, they're number 1 in defensive rebounding. They're just an elite defense. Number 1 in the Big 12. So, it's already hard enough against them, but if you're turning the ball over, it's going to give them easy buckets for an offense that isn't great, and also it's just going to cause chaos for your offense. So, uh this is a big game for Dewan Harris. Yeah. This isn't yeah. like this was one of the the few games for Dewan Harris where most of the games you're like you want Dewan to be aggressive. And if he is, that's great for a game like this. But if you remember, the game that was played in Allen Fieldhouse... He didn't score a single point. He had point. zero points. I think he, he went 0 for 2. Minutes, yeah, scored zero Because points. it was all about him just facilitating getting KU to the right spot. Yeah, This is one of those games where that is the most important thing he could do. And if he and KU does a good job taking care of the ball, they should win.
2: And I think that point about DeWan Harris becomes amplified with No Bills Self, right? I mean, Dewan Harris, he's kind of got that, uh, that coach-on-the-floor type mentality anyway, as it is, right? And with no Bill Self, I think that becomes even more significant for DeWan Harris, that he's able to see the floor from like almost like a bird's-eye view and be able to distribute and understand what KU needs to do offensively to get going.
0: Yeah. So, could be an ugly game. Um, we will pick it in a second here. Let's talk a little about potentially, in case it happens tomorrow, okay. uh, Big 12 championship game. So right now, Texas and TCU are going to be playing on that side of the bracket. I guess I'll ask the same question we asked uh, on Wednesday's show. I said, who would you rather play in the semifinals? We said Iowa State, and that's the matchup. So uh, who would you rather play if you were KU, Texas or TCU?
2: Uh, This is a tough one because on paper you would immediately say TCU. They've got some drama around their program. Eddie Lampkin's gone now, and they've been dealing with some stuff. but, But also, they were such a good transition team. I think I mentioned this when we were talking about the Big 12 tournament earlier this week, but there's such a good athletic and, transi- and team in transition is that almost without Lampkin out there, they almost become even better, right, in that area, especially of, of getting out in transition and scoring. So, I, I don't know. I think when you when you just look at it on paper, you immediately jump to TCU and say, yeah, that's who Kansas would rather play. But remember, TCU beat Kansas by 25 mm-hmm. in Allen. <laughs> so, so I, I think you still have to go with TCU – just because they're prone to be a bet they're prone to have bad shooting nights, and that would be nice for it to happen against Kansas. So, and then on the Texas side of things, I think you pretty much know what you're gonna get with Texas. Now, Texas also I don't know what Timmy Allen's status is. I don't know he was out against in their last game, right? I don't know what his status is. But with Texas, I think you pretty much know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a tough team that's really talented, that has some playmakers, and you'd have to play pretty well to beat Texas. So I think you'd probably still want to go with TCU as the matchup for Kansas, but with the understanding that if TCU is on, it could be a tougher game than I think if you just play against Texas.
0: Yeah. So I mean Texas is the better team than TCU. For so for that standpoint, you'd say TCU, though, you know, with a healthy TCU team, it it's probably not as far off as one team going twelve and six and the other nine and nine in the conference. But I'll be honest, I actually I would say Texas here. Because for me, I view TCU as having the higher ceiling of the two teams. I would agree with that. And I would be a little more worried, like, what if they they come to play with that ceiling? Yes. And I think this is the other part of it for me. If you play Texas in the Big 12 championship and Texas beats you, there's a real chance, I mean, depending on what happens in, in like with the, the Pac-12, with UCLA, and the Big 10 with, with Purdue, there's a real chance that Texas at that point could be the fourth one seed.
2: Yes, absolutely. And fact, then at that they, point, I think
0: they probably would be. Yeah. And at that point, if they're the fourth one seed, that loss counts against you even less. Not that either one would be like a bad loss. Yeah. But also, it would look really good if we're talking about being the number one overall seed without actually winning the conference tournament. That'd be about the best scenario to yes. provide that as possible, right? Because that, to me,
2: that still has to trump TCU beating the 120th ranked Ken Palm team in the, yeah. in the American
0: title game. Whoever the whoever the hell they're going mean, to play, Houston, yeah. Or what did I say? You said TCU. Oh yeah, Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I got what you meant. <laughs> so I I think that would be helpful there, and then I also think there's a bit of a revenge factor. I think, I think Kansas would like to play Texas after the way they looked in Austin, and. I view this team as being like a good revenge team.
2: Yeah. And I think that yeah. would motivate them highly. Well, let's see. They got revenge on TCU. Yeah. And I think that was the only team they got revenge on. I mean, we'll see Iowa State. Well, Iowa State and Texas. But yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. Could be the, the revenge tour. The,
2: the revenge.
0: But right. I, either way, uh, either one of those would be uh, difficult matchups for for different reasons. Okay, let's do our KU game picks for the Iowa State game. Okay. You are still perfectly 500, 16-16. Exactly where I want to be. I am 17-15. Uh, and 15. We have Kansas minus 4.5. The over-under is a Sterling 130.
2: All right, I'm taking Iowa State, but I think Kansas is actually... So I'm to stay 500. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm picking Iowa State, but I think Kansas. Okay. And I'm going to take the over.
0: Over 130. Hmm. That's such a few amount of points.
2: I mean, it's not a lot,
0: but... Both teams could be in the 60s. It's only
2: like a 65-65 game. 66-64. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, that's still kind of a lot of points for a team
0: like Iowa State. I know. I don't love it. I mean I just think of the Allen Fieldhouse one sixty-two to sixty. Yep. You would not have gotten home there. Uh I am gonna lean over though. I I'm gonna go Iowa State plus four and a half. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's a one possession game, and then I'll take over one thirty. But I kinda like the angle of Kansas getting revenge from moneyline, but with yes. the spread, I like I like the four and a half and then the over one thirty. Yep. Okay, rock Chalk, pick a hawk. Oh, I didn't even tally who won last time, so uh, oh. I guess it'll remain to be seen.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that, actually. We just tallied up at the end. Tally
0: it up at the end, at the end with of the, the Big 12 tournament. Ooh, do you want to do it like that? I actually like this. This actually works out perfectly. Okay. What if we just, it's it's one game. It's the Big 12 tournament. Okay. So it just tallies oh, okay. up. Okay,
2: so we just keep. It's we a, total a total score.
0: Total score. Right. For over the course of the whole tournament. Yes. 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 So it's not you win one, I win yes. one, and then, no, this right? Is, this is a great audible. Yes, yeah. I like this. Okay. Perfect. Okay.
2: Yeah. Boom, problem solved.
0: All right, you have the first pick this time. Taylor Wilson. Okay. So I took first last time. Copycat. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just
2: going first overall <laughs> literally every game.
0: Okay. Um Hmm. I I'm worried about it being a good pickoff game for Dewan because of he's gonna have the ball in his hands. Like maybe it's two turnovers or three as opposed to him having zero or one, and maybe it's Similar to the Allen Fieldhouse game where he's not scoring as because he's he's just trying to facilitate so there's not as much pick hawk points. KJ Adams played really well in the first game with Iowa State. He struggled, as did ever everybody struggled for Kansas in the second game, except for Jalen. Yes. Um and then Joe Yesufu weirdly had eight points. But <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should go Joe here. No, uh
2: That w- that was the hypothetical version of Joe. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was. So I, I'm not gonna pick Kevin because of the the back stuff. Uh, so I'm pretty much between Kevin Grady and DeWan. I am going to go Grady Dick with this first one he was really good in the game in Lawrence and then he struggled in Ames maybe got it going against West Virginia and then I will go KJ Adams I'm going to trust in KJ they need him to be big on the glass on both ends of the floor against a really good rebounding team in, in Iowa State and I think He'll uh, continue to be a, a key piece as they try to hit him in like the high post, the short roll area against the, the high pressuring Iowa State defense. All
2: right, I'm really glad you took KJ Adams because I desperately wanted Dewan Harris. So I'm okay. going to take Dewan Harris.
0: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Now, this, this next pick is really the one that becomes interesting. Joe Yesifu? I could take Joe Yesifu. Mm-hmm. Or I could just take Kevin and say, screw it.
0: Yeah. You could also take your Iowa or State I could player.
2: could take somebody from Iowa State.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
2: I think I will take my Iowa State player. I'm going to take uh, Gabe Kalsher here.
0: All right. Gabe Kalsher, who uh, has been fantastic for Iowa State in Big 12 play, uh, getting tough shots for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will take Kevin McCuller. Wow. The the disrespect
2: for one Joseph Yesifu. Well, guess
0: what? I'm going to take Joe Yesifu. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? After I took him, I just am a little mad at myself. I should have taken Ernest Due Day, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll I'm, take I'm, uh, Kevin and Joe. I'm going to take Ernest. Okay. Ernest, and then, and then... I have one more pick, yep. right? Who do I even go with? Bobby. He played yesterday. got a little exercise. Did he get negative?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> I
0: said, I didn't tally this up, but I don't think he, I don't think he scored or anything. I don't <laughs> know if he got negative. He might have just had zero. He only played like four minutes. Uh, you go with MJ Rice? I'll, I'll go with Bobby. Bobby? I'll go Bobby. Okay. I'll be Pettiford. And then I need an Iowa State player, so yep. I have a couple options. Osen, e was really good in both matchups against Kansas. They had trouble stopping him down low. Robert Jones will just rack up rebounds, even though he'll miss everything, which is good for Pickahawk. And then Jaron Holmes hits tough shots for them and does a little bit of everything. I'm between Holmes and – I'm, I'm going to do E just because he's a big man and, and those rebounds are valuable. I kind
2: of think you should have taken Jaron Holmes, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I, I think Holmes is a really good player. I just – I could see Holmes having like 13 points, four he rebounds, four assists. Efficient.
2: He may not be very efficient.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, miss more shots, whereas Ossini could go six of eight with 13 points and eight rebounds and two blocks, and it's just the points. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that is Rock Chirp-Pickahawk, and that's, that's our show. Doing. That'll do it. We uh, are out early, Pre-game Starts at 4.30 for KUI with Short six. show. Tip off at six. We'll be back on Monday. We'll recap Whatever happens the rest of the way in the Big 12 <laughs> tournament, we'll recap Selection Sunday. That's coming wow. up this weekend. Dude, Monday's show is going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And, be sure to be uh, we're sure getting sure check to with that. Yes, don't forget you can check out anything you missed, the best of RCST podcast. We have all the KU action this weekend. We have Westwood One coverage this weekend. We're going to have the Selection Show on KLWN on Sunday with Westwood One. So just keep it locked in here on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, and uh, you'll be very happy with uh, what you're listening to. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. See you Monday.